This is Morgan Hazelwood, back again with more writing tips and writerly musings. Today, I'm back with Choosing Your Perspective, part 10 of my Virtual Balticon panel write-ups. Now, the panel description was as follows. What options does a writer have in choosing the point of view for their narrative? What kinds of stories are best suited for first, third, or even second person narration? And what are some ways you can combine them, and when should you? For this panel, the panelists were Ada Palmer as moderator, Mariah Crawford, Joe Walton, and Elle Marie Wood. Now, all stories have a voice and a point of view, or POV. Let's talk about voice first. Voice sets the tone and the attitude, often alluding to certain social classes, a time period, and location. While describing a room or a fight scene, some writers are lyrical and highly descriptive, while others are short and terse. In this bit of narration that is neither character thoughts nor dialogue, the level of voice can vary tremendously. Some are neutral, but descriptive. Some are judgmental, either good or bad, and some are mocking or sarcastic. Descriptors and creative analogies can go a long way towards creating completely different tones of describing the same events. So next, let's talk about point of view. For the point of view, you can have first person, I ate the cookies, second person, you ate the cookies, or third person, she ate the cookies. The point of view character is the one who the story's narrative is following. Plenty of writers switch between characters uh, for point of view characters. It is up to the writer to decide how far into the character's thoughts they wish to delve. In first person, first person is chosen by writers who want to have a more intimate sort of story, but you don't have to delve into the characters' minds. You can just share their um, actions and sensory inputs. It's often used in YA, memoirs, literary fiction, and romances. Now, second person point of view is often seen as gimmicky. If the you in the story reacts in a way unnatural to you as the reader, it can easily throw you out of the story. New stories and uh, cases of trauma are often told this way, and it can feel natural to many people when writing reflective pieces. Uh, plus, you'll find this writing uh, in choose-your-own-adventure games and stories. In a mix of first or third person and second person point of view, you'll find stories addressed to a specific person, either in the story or external to it, such as, oh daughter, when I was your age, or dear reader, you may think. The panelists decided we'd call these addressee second person. Next up, we have third person. Third person point of view has a huge amount of variety and thus is often the default point of view. You can be as intimate and as zoomed in as first person 
Or you can have an omnipotent narrator who knows all past, present, and future. If you play video games, think about the character you're controlling where the camera is right behind them and you see their actions, but only where they're going and following their story versus zooming out and seeing the whole field of action and what everyone's doing at once. Um, as a warning, cultural norms change. Twist reveals of he was secretly gay or the main character was actually a woman aren't as surprising or novel anymore. You're gonna have to try harder. And head hopping or switching point of view characters mid chapter is very challenging to do smoothly. Typically you want to switch between scenes or chapters or even um, parts, part one and part two or what have you. So let's talk about ways to use point of view in your story coming off of that. Uh, when switching between point of view characters, some writers also switch between points of view entirely, such as using first person with the main character and third person with the tertiary character you don't want them to connect with as much. Often used in thrillers to hide the identity of the killer. Switching between points of view can make a section stand out, so if you want to switch tones, that can help to either make it more intimate or to back up a little so the reader can rest and absorb before the plot picks back up again. So while the story is carrying us along, there's always the choice to create an unreliable narrator in any voice. There is a huge difference though between a character that doesn't know the truth and one who is lying to the audience. If you want an unreliable narrator, it's best to have a good in-plot reason. Now, on the flip side, you can always have the narration or use a secondary point of view character to give the readers information that the main character doesn't know as a twist on that. Some good examples are Haircut by Ring Largener Jr., Flowers for Algernon by Daniel Keyes, or The Strange Case of Jekyll and Hyde by Robert Louis Stevenson. Now, there are other points of views that writers have used, typically as the exploration of a concept, like first person plural, we are going to the store, or I don't know, future present fourth person. People get creative. Plus, there is always the use of um, epistolary uh, text, traditionally a story told through letters, now used with articles, chat logs, and faux book or excerpts. This faux documentation is also a great way to add world building and introduce new information without having to create a whole new point of view character. There are a variety of ways one can combine both a voice and a point of view characters to create a story that resonates. So what is your favorite point of view? Do you like to write something different than what you prefer to read? And are there any tips I missed? This panel was only 50 minutes, so there was only so much we could fit in. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, hit that subscribe button and share it with all your friends. It goes a long way towards helping people find me. 
and I'll be back again next Monday with more writing tips and writerly musings. Bye-bye.